the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We're so glad you've chosen to join us today. Our passion at His Life Ministry is to help believers know Him and show Him. So we keep it simple. It's just about Jesus. Our prayer for you today is that the Holy Spirit will make His truth plain to you so you can walk in freedom and enjoy the life of union that God designed you to live. And now, here's Pastor Todd. We've been in Philippians chapter 3, and if y'all want to go ahead and go there. For the last two times that I've spoke on this area of Scripture, I have repeatedly started back at Philippians 3.10, where Paul speaks about his determined purpose. I don't know that it, it, if it strikes you the way it strikes me, but for this man of God who has had every kind of influence upon the whole, the whole of Christian faith as God has used him, this man of God who has written the majority of the New Testament, this man of God who has given more revelation than any of the, of the other prophets, this man of God who God used mightily to shape and to define and describe the church, this man of God states that his very purpose is determined, that means his choice, his determined purpose is to know Christ. When I first read that, the paradox the, of that statement struck me because, you know, I think of, of the immature needing to know Christ, the lost needing to know Christ. I don't think of the mature Christian needing to know Christ. But there is a need there that perpetuates itself, not with, with just a desire, but with a joy. There is a completion that takes place and a maturing that takes place that does not just happen in this life, but will go forward through eternity. It is the beginning, it is the wellspring of who we are in our purpose and in our walk, knowing Him. And as I said before, and I'll say again, to know Him is to know yourself. Not that you are Christ, but His life is your life. And you can't know who you are unless you know Him. Now, that being said, we'll start right back where we started last week and the week before, or week before that, with the verse of Philippians 3, 10 and 11. Paul speaking, For my determined purpose is that I may know Him, that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with Him, perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of His person more strongly and more clearly, and that I may 
in that same way come to know the power outflowing from his resurrection which it exerts over believers and that I may so share his sufferings as to be continually transformed in spirit into his likeness even to his death in the hope that if possible I may attain to the spiritual and moral resurrection that lifts me out from among the dead while in the body. You know, this is not the first time Paul brings up the issue of progressive intimacy. We actually talked about it when we went through Ephesians. Ephesians 1.17 says, Paul is saying, For I always pray to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation, of insight into mysteries and secrets, in the deep and intimate knowledge of him. Here you see that the knowing, knowing the Lord intimately is only possible through progressive revelation given by the Spirit of God. It's not that we know about Him, it's that we know Him. And I've talked about this before. Do you understand that life is that progressive revelation? That Christ is revealed in the ebb and flow, the moment-by-moment living of life. And if we are to know life and to know it to the full, then we must see Him in it and be open to His revelation in the midst of it. But if we define life by the circumstances that it brings and how it affects our flesh, then we will miss the truth of His revelation in it. And we will learn it the hard way. God's design is that we mature in our knowing Him so that circumstance, so that the things that happen around us no longer define us or define our day or define our happiness or our joy, but they become something that we embrace that we may know Him all the more. He brought it up in a verse that we just studied, Philippians 3.8. Yes, furthermore, I count everything as compared to the possession of the priceless privilege, the overwhelming preciousness, the surpassing worth, the supreme advantage of knowing Christ my Lord, and of progressively becoming more deeply and intimately acquainted with Him, of perceiving and recognizing and understanding Him more fully and clearly. For His sake, I have lost everything and considered all to be mere rubbish, refuse, dregs, in order that I may win, gain Christ, the Anointed One. This is Paul's determination to do away with every impediment, every hindrance, every distraction. And I don't mean literally do away with. I mean to look away from. That his focus might be on Christ. He considers none of these things to be worthy of his attention and of his focus. Only Christ Himself is worthy. Only Christ Himself is worthy. What are you worrying about? What are you fretting over? What are you angry at? What are you bitter towards? In all of these things, you have embraced death. 
for there is only one thing that you're suited for. There's only one thing that you were designed to embrace. There is only one focus that will give you clarity and wisdom. And wisdom is something that is unique to God Himself. And that thing is the very life of Christ Himself. It's Jesus. Apart from Him, it doesn't matter what you know. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter how good life may seem or how bad. Apart from Him, you don't have life. You can't do anything. In this verse, we see that Paul doesn't consider anything else worthy of of his focus. And then in Colossians 2.2, Paul shares his heart for the people in Colossae. He says in Colossians 2.2, he says, For my concern is that their hearts may be braced, comforted, cheered, and encouraged as they knit together in love, that they may come to have a have all the abounding wealth and blessing of assured conviction, of understanding, and that they may become progressively more intimately acquainted with and know more definitely and accurately and thoroughly the mystic secret of God, which is Christ, the Anointed One. You see, in this verse, Paul is saying that the riches, all that we have received from Christ, everything of value that He has given us in His life, all of the wisdom, all of the direction of time, all of these things have their purpose in our knowing Him. The gifts of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit... The works that He has put forth that we should accomplish through the power of the Holy Spirit. All of these things have but one purpose. And that is that we might know Him. Knowing Him is not something that we arrive at. It is the journey and the progression of our life. It is the mature walk. It is the abundant life that He has promised. Many turn away from this truth. I'm telling you, when Jesus said, narrow is the gate, He meant very narrow. He wasn't just talking about those who would turn away from Christ's salvation. We're talking about those who would turn away in the sense that they would never ever be able to see Jesus as a purpose for living. And I am sad to say that the children of God, many of them, are blind to that. They are blind to it. Because they believe that the purpose of living is Jesus plus. There's no plus next to Jesus' name. Nothing else is worthy to stand beside Him. He continues in Philippians 3.12 to let us know that He's still on the journey. We talked about this last week. He hasn't arrived yet either, but is progressively moving forward. Paul says, I know I haven't attained the ability to do this perfectly. Do what perfectly? Live with Jesus as my goal and my life. Live with a determined purpose that He is everything. Live that I may grow in intimacy with Him. I don't do it perfectly. Paul says, I have not attained it, but I press on. That I may lay hold of the purpose for which Christ has made me His own. We talked about that too. 
In other words, this is not just my goal. It's not just my determination. This is what I was created for. To know Him. To be intimate with Him. To live in absolute dependency on Him. That's what we were made for, Christian. We weren't made for anything else. We were made to be intimate with our Lord. To be His children. To know Him. If you see your purpose in anything else, you've missed it. You've become distracted. In verse 13, he says, I don't do this perfectly, but I'm determined. I'm determined. He uses the word strain. I actually strain against the pull of the flesh, the enemy and the world, to press on towards what is ahead. That is the opportunity of knowing Christ more deeply and more intimately. In fact, Paul says, I press on to the, toward the goal. And he uses the language of an athlete who is straining and, and has trained and has now committed every bit of his being towards pressing forward towards a goal. But this is not about winning. This is about living in the truth of all that Christ has already won for us in our relationship with Him. In fact, Paul says, I press on, which means he's continually going forward. Again, we're not talking about self-effort to become, but a determination to be and to live in an ever-increasing intimacy with Christ. Then we come to verse 15. He says, so let us, those of us who are spiritually mature... And full grown have this mind and hold these convictions. And if in any respect you have a different attitude of mind, God will make that clear to you also. Paul is saying that to have this mind and to hold this determination is the walk of the mature. Intimacy with Christ, making Him the goal of your life, seeking Him in every circumstance, desiring Him more than anything else, is the mark of someone who is actually living and growing in truth. But here's the promise that we talked about last week. The promise that is ever active. The promise that begins the day that you suck in the first bit of life, of air into your life. This promise starts from the very beginning and this world is shaped and molded in such a way that it is going to further the promise. And that is that if you have some doubt as to your purpose... If you're not fully in absolute agree, in agreement with what he said in Philippians 3.10, if you believe that your purpose is something else, if you have another opinion about this, that your purpose is, is to have a good marriage, or your purpose is to, to have a great job, or your purpose is to, to be successful in your relationship, whatever you think your purpose is, if you believe that's your purpose on the planet, don't worry about it. God's going to make that plain that that's wrong. And I know it's true. I mean, how many of us can raise our hand and say, you know what, I found out there's no life in any of those things. There's no life in any of those things, no matter how good or how bad. I I can't put that together. There's only life in Christ. Life will prove out that there's nothing, no life anywhere else. Hasn't He proven it to you? Well, don't worry. If you're not convinced yet, you may be a little slow picking up the beat, but I can tell you it took me a while. It took me a long while. But after a while, when you've fallen and fallen and fallen and injured yourself and others over and over again, you'll get up and you say, there must be another purpose for living. 
There must be another purpose for being on the planet. I remember that day very clearly in my life. I'd lost it all. I was living separated. I had all of my belongings in a plastic trash sack in the back of my car. I was living like a hobo and I had lost everything that I valued. And I couldn't stand my life. And I can remember I was sitting in front of the TV in one of those stupid Coke or Pepsi commercials. And y'all may remember, this is a long time ago, that was with the puppies. This kid comes rolling down the hill and the puppies are all licking him and it's just all this giggling and carrying on. And I'm watching this and I'm crying like a baby. And I looked at myself and boy, I said, boy, you are pitiful. This is really stupid. And I got up and I walked out. I walked down, I was in Converse and on a dirt road, I walked down and I looked up into the heavens and I said, Look, God, I know you gave me life. I know that I am your child. But if this is all Christianity is about, you can go ahead and take me home. I'm done with it. I'm ready to get on to something that works. I'm finished. And I know there's more. I know there's more because I'd seen it in my father's life. I know there's more because I'd seen it in in godly people around me. I know that there's purpose in something other than living for myself. There's got to be. But you're going to have to show me because I'm too dumb to figure it out. You know what? All I was doing was submitting to him that I'd been given an education. I had been taught. And you know, it wasn't, it wasn't the heavens parted and the angels came. None of that happened. But baby steps, one day at a time, I determined to focus on Him. I determined that if there was any hope in Christianity, it had to be in knowing Him. And I wanted to know Him. That was my heart. I didn't understand all the language of it. But that was my desire. And step by step, moment by moment, the revelation of Christ being enough, Christ being the truth, Christ being the life, all of those things begin to show themselves in daily living I didn't become a theologian, but I walked with the Lord. And as I've told you before, I can remember many, many years later, teaching Sunday school, teaching Bible studies, leading different things, constantly pursuing the ministry of God, and angry, angry because I didn't have the capacity to capture all of this. Angry because I couldn't, I couldn't possibly intellectualize it all. I couldn't cram it all in my head. Because I thought, you know, if you, if you just knew this stuff here, that that would be life to you. I'd been confused. I, I confused knowing Jesus with knowing about Him. But you know what? God made it plain to me again. Because as I sat in the HEB parking lot, crying in my car, looking like an idiot... God brought to me another verse. It's a verse in Acts where the apostles were giving testimony of Christ and they're arrested. And they're brought in before the Pharisees, the the leaders of the church who knew the Bible very well, or what they had of it. They were the religious leader of the day. And they listened to the testimony of these men. And you know what they said? 
They listened and they said, you know, we can tell these guys aren't educated, but one thing we do know for certain, they've been with Jesus. And I recalled that verse, the first thing Father said to me, he said, what do you want people to say about you, Todd? That you know it all? That you have it all figured out? That you've got an intellectual grasp? That you know about me? I said, no, Father. I want them to know I've been with you. That's what I want them to know. Your purpose is to know Him. Philippians 3.16 says, Paul says to them, Only let us hold true to what we have already attained and walk and order our lives by that. Again, live the truth, own it, walk in it, and let those who have attained this be the template. Let His life be the template. That doesn't mean you live in your strength. Apart from Him, you can do nothing. It means you walk in the way, walk in the truth, and walk in the life. John 3.21, Jesus speaking, says, But he who practices truth, who does what is right, comes out into the light, so that his works may be plainly shown to be what they are, wrought with God, divinely prompted, done with God's help and dependence upon him. Christ reveals himself through life. That's what that verse is telling you. He reveals himself through the flow of life. You know how we know that a vine is alive? Through the life that flows through the branch. We know a branch is alive because it's connected to the vine. We know it's been with Jesus. That life flows through the vine, through the branch, and it's not the branch's life, but it is the vine's life. But it is what gives the branch identity. It's what gives the branch character. It's what makes the branch what it is, because a branch apart from a vine is nothing but kindling, not even good kindling. John 14:6, we know well, Jesus said to them, "I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except." by through me interesting thing I do a lot of counseling a lot of people show up and you know what they want to know they want to know the way they want to know where there's life they want to know the truth but some that I tell you know that's all in Jesus they look at me like well I wish you would do something give me a plan give me a methodology Give me a path. Go ahead, write it out for me. Because I'd rather embrace a plan that I do than Jesus. I'd rather hope in my effort than His. Philippians 3.17 Brethren, together follow my example and observe those who live after the pattern we have set. Paul calls them all to live to this pattern. You see, he says, brethren, let us all. He didn't say, okay, I want you Sunday school leaders, I want you uh, associates, I want you people who are very uh, faithful to the church, I want the strong Christians to follow this pattern. No. He, He says, brethren, all. He is including everyone, the weak and the strong. That means all of us are capable. All of us have been empowered by the Spirit of God to walk in the pattern of the life of God. Which is the pattern that Paul walked in. Brethren, I want you all to live to this. Let us all walk in the same way. 
follow my example. See, it's not just available to Paul. It's available to any child of God. And in fact, it is the pattern for life for every child of God. Paul's not talking about what he does. And we get confused by that. He's not talking about what he does. He's talking about why he does and how he does. Why he does because of the life within him. How he does because of the life within him. The purpose, the determination for why he does is Christ within him. He mentions it, suggested in Ephesians 5. Therefore be imitators of God. Copy Him and follow His example as well-beloved children imitate their Father. This verse is talking about how Christ abandoned Himself to the Father and walked in love. We imitate by yielding and abandoning our will to Him. Abandoning our will to the Father as He did. And when we do that, we manifest His life. And when we manifest His life, then we are putting forth, we are exhibiting the character, the nature, the very truth, the image of our Father. But we can't do that unless we are yielding and living in dependency upon Him. And you know what? Here's the the truth. You rarely see that in yourself. Because if you did, you would be intolerable. God can't trust you to see that all the time. In fact, for the most part, what you see is all the refuse and all the ugly stuff. Which is okay because it just speaks to your need. But the reality is that Christ is in you and He cannot be denied. Thank you for joining us today for His Life Revealed, the radio ministry of His Life Fellowship. We hope today's message has encouraged you to yield to His life in every situation. Rest in His life moment by moment, and receive from His life all that you need to show Christ in this world. To get to know us better, visit us on the web at hislifefellowship.org or on Facebook at His Life Fellowship. And join us for worship services on Saturdays at 5 p.m. at 7015 Wurzbach Road. If this message has blessed you, you can help support this program with your gift to His Life Ministries, P.O. Box 781-529, San Antonio, Texas. 78278. And now, before we go, our prayer for you this coming week is that the image of the invisible God would be visible in you and that you would remember that wherever you go, whatever you do, the hope of glory is Christ in you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.